Welcome back to House Rich, the first time homebuyer show where we help millennials figure out where do I get started in real estate and how to build generational wealth. Today's topic is actually six lessons I learned from having my loan decline. I said five in the title because it sounds cooler and I get to put my hand up and do a five thing when we do the uh, picture for the show. But um, yeah, this is actually my the fourth mortgage I've got. And I've alluded to the story here and there, but I want to actually break down what happened and what I learned from the decline. So let's get into it. First off, spoiler alert, the home I'm sitting in right now is actually the home that I got the loan declined on. So there is a happy ending to the story. So previous to this mortgage, I had purchased three homes before. I never had any issues with applying for a loan. And also I had really no idea what the criteria was because my lenders did little to no job in explaining to me what happened during the process when I got approved. They're just like, hey, everything's good to go with this guy. No need to explain anything to him, I guess. And so for this home, it was me and my wife were purchasing a home together. So previously I just purchased like three condos and they were just two bedroom condos is how I kind of house hacked my way for the first 10 years of my life. And so my wife and I were purchasing this home together and it was it's like three to four weeks before we were getting married as well. And so I was going to use the VA loan. I applied with, I applied solo using the VA loan to the lender and thumbs up. Everything was good to go. We got our pre-approval letter. We had been home searching for like two to three months. My wife actually found the, the perfect home for us. There's actually two homes in this neighborhood. I like the other one better. She liked this one. We settled on this one. And in hindsight, this is the way better choice. But so now we're, we're in the contract and now we're going forward with the loan process. And so, you know, we put down the earnest money in like a week in. They're like, um, yeah, the loan is going to be declined because we can't approve the income. And I actually buried the lead here because the mortgage company I applied to was actually the mortgage company that I worked for. So I'm like, out of all people who knows what I make on a monthly basis, like y'all should know, right? And so this is actually like my second month in the, in the industry. If you're wondering like how I didn't know what the guidelines were as a lender. That's the number one, always get more than one quote. Even if it's your friend, even if they're recommended, always get another quote. And if they actually know what they're doing and they, they're in the industry, they won't take offense to it because they know you're just trying to get the best pricing possible. Because how it, how it works is, let's say you get referred to Jim and then, you know, you get a quote from Jim, you get another quote from, you know, Lender, uh, Lender X. And if Lender X has a better quote, you just go back to Jim and say, hey, can you match this quote? 9.5 times out of 10, Jim will be able to match the quote. So you get to... You get the best pricing and you get to work with the person you want to, the best of both worlds. That's one reason you get more than one quote. The second reason is just a second set of eyes. So maybe you're working with like a lazy lender, right? That's not doing like their due diligence, somebody that's new, somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. A second or third set of eyes will just be another set of people to look at the paperwork, look at your documentation to make sure everything is good to go. So lesson number two was kind of noticing red flags, ironically, with the lender that I work for. So when I applied for my mortgage, 
like one thing your lender should always do, they should also they should always tell you like what's going on with the prequal. Like a basic thing they should tell you is like, hey, you know, what your credit score was. And so I'd been looking at like a banking app for my credit score this whole time and found and then so my in my idea, my credit score was like in the 800s, which made sense to me because I'd never missed a bill like ever in my life. Like I'd, I'd been like 10 years in the in the game as far as credit, never missing a bill. And so I asked the lender, I was like, hey, what is my credit score? Because they didn't volunteer it. And he was like a, a six, like a 684. And I was like, huh, that seemed rather low. Because to me, like my banking app credit score was gospel. I didn't realize the difference between like a Vantage 3 and a FICO 2, 4, and 5, which is what your lender uses. And so when he told me it was a, a 684, I was like, huh, let me look on there. And I found out there was like a collection on there that I was unaware of. And so that's a whole nother story for a whole nother different day. You can see my previous credit repair episodes for details in that store. But that should have been red flag number two to me was that the lender was not volunteering a bunch of information. They weren't really doing their due diligence when it came down to the home buying process. And then it was leads me to lesson learned number three. If you're not going to turn in your income docs, the lender is not going to verify like your income docs and your cash to close. One, if you're too lazy to turn that into your lender, like you're not ready to buy a home. And then if your lender doesn't want that information, like what are they doing in the first place? Because as a lender, I can tell you is that everyone, pretty much everyone overestimates their income. 100% you're overestimating it if you're self-employed. And there's a good chance you're overestimating it if you work a W-2 and you get stuff like overtime, commission, car allowance, and all this stuff. People add in all this stuff that either the lender can't use or you need a two-year history and the lender's taking the average. So like the lender did not, it was my own company, but they did not actually verify my income. And I just assumed like, hey, the, I'm at the company, you guys know what I make. But no, they didn't verify the income. And so the issue I ran into was that I was on like a, a one-year contract with that lender. And so I was kind of, I was a W-2 employee, but they considered me a contract employee by their own internal guidelines, which meant that at the end of the year, my income stopped. And so they could not project my income out into the future past that one year, which means that I didn't have an, any income to qualify essentially from that lender. Because typically you need to have like, so if you're a regular W-2 employee with no end in sight and, not, and don't have a contract, the lender just assumes your income goes off in perpetuity. But I had like a, a end date, even though I didn't have an end date at that lender. So make sure that your lender is always checking your income docs. And then, so once again, we're under contract, they gave earnest money and all that. So the next thing you wanna make sure you know from your lender is what are their turn times for giving you an a credit approval from underwriting? So a credit approval is basically that the underwriter has reviewed your, your credit and your income. So. The underwriter cannot give you a full approval until you go through, until they have the collateral, which is like the appraisal back and the title work back. But it's important to understand the the credit approval timeline because that means the, the underwriter has actually verified your income and your cash to close, which is different than your lender or your loan officer doing it. Your loan officer should be doing it when they give you the pre-approval, but sometimes they do it real quick and they don't always do it. And so that timeline is very important because once you go under contract, you typically have like seven to 10 days to back out of that deal and get your earnest money back. If you find something wrong, like during the inspection, um, like basically if you find something wrong during the inspection or you have cold feet, you can basically get that earnest money back. 
the that seven to ten ten day time frame is for the um, inspection, but you can back out for whatever reason you want. So you don't really have to give a reason. So you want to make sure that your your lender can give you that at least that credit approval within that seven to ten days, right? So in case something comes up, you have time to back out and don't lose your earnest money. In this scenario, the lender took for some reason like two weeks to to figure out this issue with the income, and so I was in the position where I was going to lose my earnest money, and so. Once I found out, like a day, like uh, like ten ish, basically after the earnest money period, um, the next lesson I learned was to make sure you always communicate. So to me, I'm always a person. I'm like, you know, bad news is not wine. It doesn't get better with age. You need to tell somebody right away. And so, the first thing I did was like call my lender, or excuse me, call my realtor, and let him know what happened. He was like, hey, this doesn't really make any sense, um, but let's communicate with the builder. So. He communicated with the builder, got on the phone with them and was like, hey, this is the scenario. I've I've looked at the person's income. I think it should be good to go. I'm going to refer I'm going to refer them to my preferred lender, my internal lender who I've done a bunch of business with. And I can give you an answer within 48 hours on whether I can get this person approved or not. Which leads me to lesson number six, like making sure you have a good realtor. That is very important. Like in the last two years with the real estate market, you know, just going up um, like a, I don't know, like a slide, but in the other direction, like a lot of folks have jumped into the industry that don't necessarily know what they're talking about. A lot of folks are going to fall out of the industry now that, you know, the market's going down. So it's time to separate the, the platinum from the white gold or really the white gold from the silver. And so having a, a realtor that knows what they're doing. And so he was able to, one, connect us with a, a legit lender who rever reviewed our documents and was able to get us that credit approval within uh, 48 hours. Actually, actually, I think it was like 24 hours because it was like a special um, request to that realtor. And so we're able to get that credit approval from the lender and give that new approval to the builder. And so... We were, we closed late, like we closed like a week late because we were already, I think, like two weeks from closing at that point. But um, we actually may have been able to close on time. But once again, communication is key. Overpromise and underdeliver. The lender was like, hey, we need 17 days. I know they want to close in like, I think it was like 10 to 12 days. Um, but I can guarantee you we can close in 17 days. And so his guarantee, his, his word was bond, as they say. And so we closed in that 17 day time frame. There you go. Six lessons learned from having my loan decline. Hopefully you never have to experience that. It is a super, super nerve wracking experience. And if you've not seen previous episodes on how to interview your realtor and how to interview your lender, check those out. That'll greatly reduce the chance that you run into that situation on your end. And as always, we can connect you with realtors. If you need help with that, see the description for more information on that and join first time homebuyer school so you can join a community of folks just like you going through the same things that you are and finally buy land rumor has it they're not making any more of it thank you for listening to the show if you want to connect with other listeners and also dive deeper into topics as well as attend live trainings every tuesday at 8 p.m click the link down below and join the first time homebuyer school see you inside